G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, a story today of a changed life and the way God uses our gifts and talents for His purposes. You've only got to look around you to see the changing contemporary culture. Well, as a Christian, you recognize that the culture of your life has some wonderful foundations in Christ. And those foundations are being formed in others too from many different walks of life. Well, our guest today, Sarah Douglas, is part of the Samford Valley Community Church in Brisbane and she has just released an unusual calendar featuring her artwork. And having spent the past three decades as a tattoo artist, it's not your ordinary calendar. And Sarah's joining us. Hello, Sarah. Welcome along to 2020. Thank you, Neil. It's good to be here. Sarah, 30 years as a tattoo artist, I imagine that's shaped your art in such a way that now you're using that gift to glorify God. How do you describe that 30 years of of doing tattoo art and the calendar that you've produced? Um, Well, God has really shaped and moulded me through my life experiences to be able and willing and gifted enough to use that ability in a way that he it pleases him and shows him adoration rather than just using it to be a money-making machine or caught up in a world that is narcissistic he has given me life experiences which I've only just come to realize that probably only one percent of people in the world get to live through Tell me about that life experience. I imagine you're talking about the life you were living as you were being shaped by things other than the Christian gospel uh, and moving into tattoo art. Tell us about your early life. Well, I my mother was um, into Wicca and she was um, she she was into New Age uh, Wicca and other type religions like that. And as a child, from the age of six, I was put into a pyramid, into a ceremonial dedication by a warlock. And from that time on, I had night terrors my entire life. I screamed the whole time um, from fear. And then on, I had just nightmares continuously i was reading runestones by the age of 12 and i was also a member of the theosophical society and i was taught ceremonial magic when i was very young i went on to study astrology mythology metaphysics buddhism some hinduism and then on to hoodoo voodoo black magic chaos magic and traditional occult um my whole life i'd never had any biblical knowledge I didn't even understand the church and I couldn't work out why the kids at school went to school on Sundays as well Um, I knew nothing of the scriptures 
Yeah, even through all this time, Jesus was really loyal to me and he stayed with me and continued to pester me. And his persistence prevailed. Um, it was during, I had some really dark times during this and um, after a prison sentence, I was hanging around the back of a church and I took too much illicit chemicals and overdosed. My friends told me that I stood up, put my arms out like I was being crucified, and I said, look, I'm Jesus. Before I hit the ground and died, while I was dead, I was crucified for my sins. I could feel the pain, I could smell the sweat and the blood, and I could see the Roman soldiers at my feet and crowds of people. Um, that was a very intense moment. I had no one to explain the life of Jesus to me or what my crucifixion meant, so I could just continue down the left-hand path. Sarah, if we were reflecting on your past, and let's group all of those things that you were involved in under one banner, and we'll call that an occult upbringing. And yeah. so when you talk about what happens when you have an experience, a spiritual experience that introduces you to Jesus... And I know you refer to the experience you've had as something of a Damascus Road experience, aligning that with what happened with the Apostle Paul. It was really that dramatic. Do you remember it being that dramatic? Oh, totally, because God shook me like a naughty child and he showed me his kingdom, everything that he had created. He gave me prophecy, visions, um and he gave me so much information that it kind of sent me sideways for a while. So I was pretty much not only just blind like Paul for three days, I became, I had to evolve and rechange and readjust my opinion of the world. But I had no one to like process any Christian thoughts or values to. So I really was on my own in talking to God continuously. Jesus persistently being there and finding the right direction again away from a cult because that was all I knew. And Sarah, you found your way to a local church where some of these things that you had no idea about all of a sudden became uh, crystallized as you had someone to talk to, a sounding board, someone to reflect biblical truth with. Yeah, um, before I was baptized, I decided... I needed to be baptised in a river. I didn't actually know that um, churches just used swimming pools and things. <laughs> <laughs> my daughter calls it a swamp. Um, I told my husband I need to try this church thing, and he wasn't keen because he'd been part of a mega church that was it really based its services on tithing, and he felt that it wasn't the true gospel himself. Now, my husband and I, we... After I met God, God brought my husband to me, so we hadn't had any combined church experience together. So God gave me the vision of a church surrounded in trees, white inside, with a light in a glass window with a crucifix in it. He showed me the people, some more in detail than others. So my husband looked up a uniting church, and he asked, where? And I said, somewhere with trees. He said, Sanford. We turned up on his Harley. I think they flipped, um, but that was it, right down to the description of the members. 
let me ask you, because having been 30 years a tattoo artist, I imagine you've got some tattoos yourself. And this was a little confronting when you and your husband turned up to church. Oh, totally. I, I mean, I'm heavily tattooed. Um, that's That's been my entire existence. All, all I've ever done was tattooing. I knew I was going to be a tattoo artist from the age I was seven years old. See, I, I'd always done art from roughly the age of two and I was a single child to a single mother in the 70s when single women were frowned upon so I was a bastard child. I spent a lot of my time in my head alone and art was the only thing that bridged that gap and filled the loneliness. So from the time I was seven I saw my first tattoo I knew that's what I was going to do and there were only three female artists in Australia so it was a heavily male dominated industry. And when I was kicked out of home at a very early age, um, from age 13, I hit the streets. It was dangerous, but even through the tattoo studios were very seedy, I felt accepted for my bastardisation and secure. And tattoos seemed so normal to me. No one wore latex gloves back then. It was just rough and it was full of addiction and desperation, but it was normal to me. And the only time... I really um, stepped away from that was when I did some prison time and finished my university degree with um, distinctions and credits. Sarah Douglas is our guest. We'll continue our conversation in just a few moments. Sarah spent 30 years as a tattoo artist. Uh, You can hear she's got a colourful background, a background that was shaped by the occult and had a Damascus Road-style experience and has been converted to Christianity. And she's a part of a church in Brisbane called the Samford Community Church. And, uh, sorry, I'll just say that. it's. Do you call it Samford Valley Community Church? Yep. Yep. Samford Valley Community Church. We'll continue our conversation in just a short while. We're talking with Sarah Douglas and hearing her story 30 years as a tattoo artist in her earlier formative years shaped by the forces of the occult. She had a dramatic experience, a conversion experience of coming to know Christ and she's linked in with a local church where she's able to understand more deeply God's truth. Sarah, as we reflect on your story, are there a lot of people in the tattoo industry who are coming from a similar sort of a background to yours? No, not definitely not in today's age. They're quite well up for um, I. It's even very rare for me to come across others who have had such vast spiritual experiences in general. Okay, let's talk about your getting involved with a local church and understanding the motivations now because sometimes we reflect on a conversion experience and oftentimes we'll think of something like a first love and a wonderful acceptance from God, an understanding of God's grace through Jesus Christ. But this has been ongoing for you and you've grown into God's love through your local church. Yeah, um, when when I joined the church, it was really the now ex-minister at Sanford, Peter Armstrong, that took really big risks with me. And despite a lot of judgment from the Christian community, which was a little bit heartbreaking for me because I assumed that they would understand a lot of spirituality, um, Peter just really let me roll with my creativity and let me worship and adore God in an alternative way. 
that's why God gave me the vision of Samford. It, it enabled me to work towards him in the way that I was comfortable with. Now, you've created a calendar, and it's a different sort of a calendar. It's not those wonderful glowing landscapes that you often will see on calendars. Your calendar has spiritual messages in the artwork, and very much it looks a lot like uh, the sorts of tattoos that you'll see on people as you walk past. Yeah, I, I really did the calendar, as a first of all, as a fundraising project, because when I dedicated my life to Christianity, I gave up my studio and income and just threw my faith into God's provision. And it wasn't easy. I didn't have money to tithe, and there were suggestions that the tithing was more important than your personal contribution within a church community. However, not only has God provided me with an opportunity to financially contribute to the church, but he has provided me in so many other ways that worldly people wouldn't believe. He's blessed me in his favor, as it is better to be in God's favor than provision alone. It creates a unique father-child dependability, reliance, and solidifies your relationship with God. And I really wanted to show people that you can step outside of the box and do things differently. I also wanted to show people that Jesus accepts all people, regardless of their wage, criminal records, sins, or history. All you have to do is ask for forgiveness, repent, and let the big fella work on you. Because the relationship with God... It it can be contemporary, it can be quirky, it can be unusual, it can be individual, and you can be tattooed, you can be black, you can be grey, any colour, it doesn't matter, or multicoloured. God still loves you if you repent. Sarah, who is appreciating your calendar the most? Well, aside from the general Sanford community within the church, it has been... Um, sent out across the presbytery and to other denominations. So anyone that just feels a little bit displaced or outside and a little bit unsure about what God can offer, this is an opportunity for youth as well to see another way to worship God. But it's, it's really just trying to break down barriers and bridge a gap between modern society and a tradition that is enduring throughout the world. You've got a bunch of messages, too, on some of your artwork in the calendar. Is there one that's outstanding that you like to reflect on? Is there one that uh, is your favourite? Uh, Hebrews 12, two. Keep your eyes on the Lord. And, Sarah, there's lots of ministry opportunities that are opening up for you, and uh, those things are just a natural progression, aren't they, as you come to know Christ as you become skilled in understanding God's truth, then uh, those sorts of doors start to open for you. Well, yeah, also on top of um, discovering my Christian faith, I really just discovered that my grandmother was stolen generation, so it it made a lot of sense towards my social displacement over the time. But now that I understand that, not only am I armed with the Dreamtime theology, and I understand, starting to understand scriptures to its depth. And I, I don't really care if I don't belong in this world. So within three years, not only has God opened up doors for study, I've been preaching, and he's been equipping me and building me up to be part of another ministry. I run art for kids during day camp in the winter, and I'm writing creative worship workshops currently for the presbytery. So everything that I've given over to God or sacrificed, he's giving back in other ways.
You've got some wonderful insights into some sections of contemporary culture that many of us might actually be quite ignorant about. But you're actually very impressed to be able to bring God into a contemporary culture and your artwork's a way of doing that. Yeah, I I just honestly, with all the experience that I've been through in the occult and understanding ceremonial magic, uh, not only is singing a way to break down the veil for the spiritual dimension, but art is also another way. Just like King David used the Serifagio chords to speak to God and please him, art is another visual way that the spiritual dimension can read your adoration towards him. So art can not only be... a creative time and spiritual connection with you and God during that moment of doing it, but it pleases him to see you doing something towards him in adoration. And Sarah, when you talk about spirituality and having the openness that you've had uh, in your occult years and then coming into the Christian church, how do you think of Christians who sort of almost, uh, in some respects, uh, many Christians will actually ignore or even be threatened by the idea that there might be spiritual type activity that's going on, uh, whether it's good or whether it's evil? How do you how do you feel about people growing to understand that there is a spiritual dimension to life? I find that um, very confronting for me because it raises questions. Well, if you don't believe in the spiritual aspect of God's Word, then how can you believe in the Bible 100%? Because everything that is spoken of in there has a spiritual dimension. What about the miracles of Jesus? If you cannot believe in the power of God and His spiritual creation and the way He moves through the spiritual dimensions then surely you can't believe of the power of Jesus and what he had to do for people in healing. So there is an appreciation for those things that are happening, which sometimes uh, we might describe as weird or weird and wonderful uh, or weird and evil uh, that are going on when it comes to spirituality. But those are sorts of things that really are for uh, yourself and for so many others, uh, a regular part of their life and uh, certainly reflecting in a biblical worldview of understanding that there are spiritual manifestations and things that are happening this day. Super exciting. I love it. Every day is a surprise. You never know what awesome stuff's going to happen. Well, Sarah, there might be listeners who might like to get a hold of your calendar or make contact with you. I'll give the website for your local church. And you mentioned that you're having this calendar and it is a fundraiser for your local church. You're wanting to do that. It's the Samford Community Church, S-A-M-F-O-R-D, communitychurch.com. And so uh, Sarah Douglas is our guest. But if you want to get a hold of Sarah's calendar or make contact with Sarah, samfordcommunitychurch.com. Sarah, thanks so much for taking some time to share your story with us. Thank you so much, Neil, and God bless you. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.